Welcome to the More Than More podcast, education edition, where we help you build a better business. All right, Angela and Dylan here again. We are back with part two of our 25 phrases to win with in conversations. We ran through 16 already, so if you haven't checked out that one yet, please go back and listen to that one. Um, Kind of some general um, words to win with. But this time in part two of our series, we have nine more to share. And these are more um, difficult situations, maybe the more non-fun. I love how you kind of wrote, when you screw up, like how do we own that and then kind of move on? So I think that's important for realtors and, uh, and everyone to kind of uh, have some of these in mind. So nine more to run through in these. Um, anything more to add before we get started? Yeah. Well, just to restate, these are, these are things we're, we're working on. I'm working yeah, on. Yeah. <clears throat> and so those first 16 were fun to go through and um, I'm, we're all trying to understand that the counterpart, the person across the table from us, the conversation that we're having we're emotional beings that are less rational than we sometimes think we are and our choice of words matters and yeah. so these are uh maybe in an argument yeah or in a contentious situation and yeah. so maybe the blood levels are a little bit already higher. raised yeah risen um, yes and then yeah like you said if you actually did screw up or uh, even if you didn't if somebody thinks you did yeah uh, these are nine more that really fit well in those contexts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to start off with number one. I'm sorry. I take responsibility for that, and I want to fix it right away. It was early on <clears throat> that I read about this. I think it was actually the, the context was how to win friends, influence people. Oh, yeah. I'm a pretty argumentative, opinionated guy, and nobody likes to be wrong. And I started to understand how apologies worked mm-hmm. and how most apologies in the world are not apologies. Actual apologies. I yeah. see this in my kids. I've worked very, oh, yeah. very hard with them because, so oh, I'm sorry, but the reason is mm-hmm. or, there's never a real sorry. And, mm-hmm. and this is all about what sorry feels like to the recipient of sorry. And so uh, let's just start with this. I'm sorry are, is very, Super very powerful. powerful. Um, it's actually more powerful, I think, than like, well, I apologize, <laughs> um, which is like the formal version of I'm sorry. Looking someone in the eye and saying, look, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. And I don't care about the rest of the sentence, how you want to phrase it. <clears throat> it could be, I'm sorry, I do take responsibility for that. Yeah. And I want to fix it right away. Yeah. It could be, hey, I'm sorry. That was, that that was my, my bad. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was my bad. I mm-hmm. dropped the ball on that. Yeah. And, and I'm better than that. So yeah. look, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for how this is impacting you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not how I wanted this to be. Yeah, the key here is to fully own it. Yes, actually that's- apologize, and not follow that up immediately with any justification, yes. explanation, or contextualization. Just apologize and then over apologize. What I mean by that yes, is, don't absolutely. just say I'm sorry. Say. I'm sorry, I own that. It's Truly my it. bad. I feel stupid for mm-hmm. having done that. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is with this, the more you stack it on, the more you emphatically apologize, the better response you're going to get. I'm sorry, it's just that mm-hmm. is going to create in the other person more need to justify why you're wrong. Yep. Because the truth is if someone's been wronged or hurt or uh, offended by you, um, what they really want they don't want you to do push-ups or go to jail. They want to know that you know mm-hmm. what you did. Yeah. And the way we tend to do sorry 
makes it that people walk away not you might have said some words but the uh, any but makes it feel like you didn't quite get it you don't quite understand you don't see how much you hurt yeah. me overstate the yes. emphasis of how sorry you are and how bad your decision was in yeah. terms of what it did to yeah. that person truly own it and i think this next phrase is a really good follow-up because that's <clears> naturally <throat> where my brain wants to go right like i own it and i'm sorry now how can I make this right? Kind of point number two on this. Yeah. How can I make this right? Is uh, it has to be said sincerely. Yeah. You have to believe that you want to make something right. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I think that's incredibly powerful in a context where, you know, again, you may or may not have been the source of, of the problem. I've got a client and maybe I feel like I did communicate okay. Yeah. Maybe I feel like... Really, the problem is that they're just too stressed out and they're not <laughs> listening and reading my yeah. emails correctly. Yeah. But it really doesn't matter. No. Because at the end of the day, your relationship with this individual, you either, you're either willing to cut ties with an individual right. or you want to create a win-win between you and them. Mm -hmm. Who was right before, again, if we go back to the first session, yeah. where were they right? Yeah. And find the ways that they were right and yeah. tell them that they were right. right. But in any context that you fully own the outcome, and someone's not right with you, whether you think you were to blame or not, asking them, hey, how can, can I make I this right, right between us? Yeah. Is such a powerful statement because it brings you to the table in a, not submissive, but in Humbled. a- Humbled. Yeah. Yes. There's deference there. Yeah. You're saying, look, I, it's important. You're, you're important to me. The relationship is important to me. And I to want me. to make it right. I want to make this right. How, mm -hmm. uh, that's a calibrated question, how, how can I make, can make this right? right? You're not saying, is it possible for us to fix this? <laughs> or like, you know, we, we need to see eye to eye. It's like, this matters to me. What can I do on my side of the table mm -hmm. to make things right between you and me? Mm -hmm. um, I think you should deploy that. Yeah. And kind of going back to our first one, this next one um, is all about just, on, yeah, people want to be heard. So I love this one. I hear you. Very powerful. Um, oh, man. So much guilt around <laughs> how much more I need to use these. Uh, I read a bunch years ago about uh, different people that are actually wired different ways. Some of us are very about our ears. Uh, it's actually um, Tony Robbins mm. writes about this a lot okay. in neurolinguistic programming. It's a bunch of stuff I'm not too into these days, but it was very, very, very insightful. Um, anyway, for those of us, that are vocal, verbal, that are communicators, what we really desire is to be heard. Mm -hmm. I don't even need you to agree with me. Yeah, I need to know that you heard my point of view. And so in a context where someone is venting, where mm -hmm. they're frustrated, where they're blaming you for something, it all out. Yep. they want to get it all out, yep. um, a sincere, again, it doesn't have to mean you agree with them. Yeah, absolutely not. Humble yourself enough to just say, look, you know, I hear you. I, I, that, th that part, that makes sense. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. And that's awful. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. by the way, uh, I hear you. I see where you're coming from. And that makes sense. There are actually three different yeah. versions. Um, I see you is something that you would say to someone that is more, uh, uh, visual communicator. Correct. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I forget the, the, the terms there, but I hear you is incredibly powerful. People want to be heard and just pausing before we move on to any rebuttal, any response, any really taking the time to say, I hear you. And then maybe jumping back to, hey, can you tell me more about this part? Yeah. Uh, super powerful. Yep. Definitely one to use. With, I use with my kids too. I mean, just 
they just want they want to be heard. <laughs> Even when they were little, I was like, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> holding their little faces. Yeah. I hear you. I'm looking at Angela's hands. Yeah. So we're actually holding each other's <laughs> I cheeks here. I, know. I hear you. Look the person in the eye and say, hey, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. Number four, uh, again, getting them talking, right? Opening up the doors. Help me understand. Number four, yeah. Again, it's the same psychology here in a contentious situation where people are going back and forth. The number one breakdown is that we're talking across each other. Mm -hmm. I'm making my point, you're making your point, and we suck at this as a society today. Mm -hmm. Everybody's just like, I'm, I'm finishing my sentence, you're two words into yours, and I'm already working on my next response. So part of this isn't just about hacking their mind to get them to be more you know, compliant. Right. This is about forcing your mind Yourself. to actually hear what they're saying and where they're coming from. So help me understand um, implies that I desire to see your point of view, but it also implies that I don't yet, right? Yeah. So it's powerful uh, in that you're, you're giving them the opportunity to continue to make their point of view, but you're also letting them understand, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm still working yeah. on this. Yeah. So, hey, h- help me understand mm-hmm. uh, h- how it got this way, or yeah. help me understand why you see it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't under, underuse that yeah. in a contentious situation. Yeah, absolutely. And Overuse that. allows you to step into their shoes a little bit more if you truly are asking them. Help me understand, right? Well, there's a small possibility <laughs> that there's some part of what they're saying that you don't yet understand. Is truly something you don't understand. Yep. All right. Number five, I like what you said about. Super powerful. Mm-hmm. Same context here. Hey, help me understand. And then they continue with whatever it is they're trying to get off their chest or event or what they're frustrated about. You know, like I, I, hear, I hear you. That makes sense. You know, and I really like what you said about whatever it might be. This is truly coming to their side of the table. Again, it doesn't have to mean you agree with their whole point. Right. But to, to find the part, it's, it's a little bit like you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying you're right about everything you're saying, but I'm saying I really I do like the part that you said about how that impacts our future business decisions. Or, right. hey, I really like what you said about whatever it might be. Yeah. You're fully coming to their side of the table. You're showing that you heard what they said. Mm-hmm. You're showing you remember some portions of what, what yes, they said. Yes, that you're actually listening. <laughs> I'm listening to you. And not only that, you're swaying me. There's parts of what you said that are meaningful and impactful to me. So we're really having an authentic conversation yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it also opens the door for them to be able to do the same to you right. now right. when you share as much as you can about your point of view. Right. So Maybe helping I'll, close that gap between the, between the things that you're disagreeing on, right? It's a great way to think about yeah. it. We're either going to push, I'm going to push, or you're going to push to come back. together. I'm pulling just a little bit. I'm saying, hey, I move towards you a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I like what you said about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do see it that way. Mm-hmm. And we're on this, we're the same yeah. on that. And then we can move on to, you know, one more thought that I'm having is, and this yeah. is where your butt becomes an end. and. Uh, so yeah, I like what you said about. Yeah. Um, this next one reminds me of, I trust your judgment from our first p- part of the series too, but especially people like me, this is a good way to follow up with things. Uh, number six, I've got your back. I've got your back. I, I use this a lot, and I, I do wonder when I included it, is this more just for people like me? Is this language that guys use kind of thing? Um, no. <clears throat> you say no? Uh-uh. No, I, that's powerful to hear on yeah. my end. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think of this largely in context with our agents, mm-hmm. and we're fighting somebody else out there. Mm-hmm. That maybe they screwed up. Mm-hmm. 
maybe someone dropped the ball on a transaction and now we're trying to fight the other side. Our client's pissed with us or the brokerage on the other side is pissed with us or we're in a battle. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we're, we've done anything right. It doesn't mean the person you're talking to is, is blameless or anything. Um, but, but hey, listen, like I think what we need to do is this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. But listen, I, I just need you to know, I've got your back, back on this. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens here, they may be pissed off. I'm on your side. Here's where I think you could have done better. Mm-hmm. Here's where I think we could improve. Yeah. Here's some things we, we probably need to try and do a little differently. But listen, I've got your back on this. So let's go do what we need to do now. We need to hear that Absolutely. someone's on our side. Yes, we do. And it drops our defenses. It drops our fear and anxiety. And all of this is about that. How do we drop people's physiological yeah. anxiety yeah. so that we can actually have a real conversation about whatever we're talking about yeah. rather than bounce around in the emotionalism right. of all of this uh, adrenaline running through our system. Yeah. I've got you back. Yeah. And to me, that one's a, like it lets their guard down. And then when they see you go actually go have their back, whether it's good or bad, I feel like the next time they're more likely to even trust you more. I just feel like it opens up that door of like, That person really does have my back. Deep down inside, we all feel like no one's got our back. Right. We actually all feel alone and like, am I the only person that cares about me? And the truth is, you are the person that cares about you (laughs) most. most. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody's like that. Yeah. But we're all looking for someone that we know is in the foxhole with us Mm -hmm. and will support us when crap hits the fan. Absolutely. I've got your back. Yeah. Number seven, thank you for sharing. Mm. Yeah, this is one I'm definitely, I've been working on for years. And I think I'm doing okay on this one. But um, yeah, I mean, when someone puts themselves out there and they pluck up the courage to show up and say, hey, listen, like, do you you mind if I make a suggestion? (laughs) (laughs) And you go, yeah. Uh Listen, this thing that you've been doing has really bothered me. Or, hey, this thing that you're doing, you could do even better. (laughs) Even better. Love that. Good words. Or whatever it might be. Um, or even, hey, I'm really frustrated and pissed off right now and you've dropped the ball and you're a jerk and I hate you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to pause mm-hmm. and, and say, listen, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that probably took, I'm, I'm sure that wasn't easy for you to say. Right. I'm sure you probably thought about that for a while before bringing it to me. A lot of courage for you to say that. Yes. Yes. That affirmation is huge. Remember, probably whatever someone's sharing with you, they're sweating in oh. their palms. Oh, yeah. They're probably, their blood level, their, their pressure's up. Mm-hmm. They're probably like, got their pulses high. Oh, yeah. And, and that means they're in a fight or flight. And it's like, I literally just stuck my neck out. And <laughs> is my head about to be... Fall out. Yes, <laughs> chewed off. <laughs> yeah. And so thank you for sharing is such an amazing calmer, right, mm-hmm. of the human f- physiology. Mm-hmm. I appreciate how hard this was for you. I see where you're coming from. I think it took courage. I appreciate that you're the kind of person that's willing to bring this to us because you care about our relationship or our situation or our company or our sale that much. So, hey, listen, thank you for sharing. Now, I'm not going to say all that. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. But that's everything that thank you for sharing says. Yes, absolutely. And that one takes hard work, I think, because that's not your natural inclination when somebody's maybe saying something to you that is really hard to intake and hear. Like if you can breathe and say that first, that would be amazing. Well, that's what I love about all of these is there's so much about shifting the social psychology, the psychology of your counterpart, but they're even more about shifting yours. Yep. 
forcing yourself to deploy that language mm-hmm. is forcing yourself to take a breath yes. and actually acknowledge that it took courage for this person to bring Absolutely. it to you. And that it does mean that they care enough about the relationship. So you processing that in your head completely shifts how you're going to engage in the conversation moving forward. Yeah. Hey, good. thank you for sharing. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that you brought that to me. Yeah, so good. So powerful. Okay, number eight. Um, I, I hope most everybody has heard me say this because it's probably one of Likewise. my favorites. Um, number eight, how can I help? Well, I know that this is noticed sometimes because <laughs> this is like the number one or two thing that comes out of my mouth. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I know that this was noticed last week by someone, so I appreciate you for appreciating me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and maybe this one doesn't belong in the contentious space. It could go on either. Right. Um. But how, how, can I, how can I help the situation? How can I help you? So whether that's at the end of a contentious conversation or otherwise, um, just looking at someone and saying, hey, like, is there anything that I can do to help? How, how, how can I help you get through this? Or how can, how can I help you solve that problem? Mm-hmm. Or is there anything that I can do to be a part of the solution? Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think that's powerful. I never walk past people's offices every single day. Now I get it. I'm the broker here. And so it's my job to, uh, I guess, help people build their businesses. But I think it's more than that. I think if I can be the kind of person in any relationship where I'm always trying to figure out if there is something that I could be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I could, I could relate this down to the client level. And so, Hey, we gotta, we gotta get this done. We gotta get this done. We gotta, we gotta clean the countertops. We gotta get the carpets done. I'm going to get the signs of, Hey, is there anything I can be doing to help you guys right now as you're getting ready to sell the house or whatever it might be? Yeah. How can I help is powerful because it's, it's, uh, hopefully sincere. Yes, absolutely. has to be. Um, number two, it's demonstrating that you recognize that these people have a whole bunch of works and worries and concerns Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10. What's the answer? No, we're good. We got this. It's okay. Yeah. But I now know what about you? Hopefully. Yeah. Well, that we're, I'm good. And I, and I know that you're in it with me as well. And I can't ask you for if help if I need it. If there was something, yeah. I'm starting to ask. hopefully believe yeah. that you are the person that would actually... No. It, the aunts, if they say, well, this is how you can help. Yeah. Then show up. Go do it. And make sure you do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I how think it's I another help? of the, we're in it together that people need. Um, all right. This last one, um, number nine. It sounds like, it feels like, it seems like this is um, from your psychology of persuasion course. Um, some of these were, and we call it labeling. Um, so yeah. diff, three kind of different ways to kind of approach the same idea. And this is taught in all sorts of contexts. I do think Chris Voss in his yeah. negotiation yep. book did a good job of talking about this. But labeling is a, a common, I hate to use the word tactic in communication. Yeah. Labeling, it's probably worth explaining this one. Yep. <clears throat> We, we know in people's brains by sticking them in, uh, what are those, scanners? Oh, yeah. They're uh, brain scan. Uh, cat, MCAT? Or, yes. yes. We, we know what the brain looks like when it's dealing with fear or concern or worry or stress or uh, scary situations. Mm-hmm. And so when people are triggered mm-hmm. and they're pissed off, you can actually see what that looks like in the brain. Yeah. What we know to be true is that if you can experience that same stimulus but name the stimulus yeah actually call give it a name and call it out yep it actually registers differently in the brain after that yeah and it's like what you're doing is by labeling an emotion or a fear or a concern by labeling it you're actually giving somebody's brain a file cabinet to put that thing in what this is is 
is fear about X, Y, Z. So now as I'm feeling it, it's still feeling, I'm feeling it, but I, I, I my brain is taking it and sticking Already. it into this file yeah. cabinet of fear. Yeah. So I process it differently. Yeah. So labeling is just the process of using it sounds like, it feels like, or it seems like. Um, and so the phrase here is it sounds like, it feels right. like, it seems like. And so I'm in a contentious situation. I've, I've got someone that's pissed off. Maybe I dropped the ball or maybe they just think I dropped the ball. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, right? Right. Someone is triggered. Yep. Someone has a bunch of cortisol running through their system right yep. now, fight or flight, and they have to save their life because you're the enemy for whatever reason. Hey, you know, it, it sounds like this is really bothering you. It sounds like this has really gotten under your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it, it feels like this might be impacting your trust. It feels like you might not trust me anymore. It feels like maybe the trust is broken between us. Yeah. Uh, man, it, it seems like... I, I could have done a better job uh, of this. And it kind of seems like you're, you're at the point where you're really angry. Yeah. seems like, it seems like this has made you, can really I mad. say pissed off? Yeah. seems like you're mad. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it feels like is simply labeling the emotion that mm-hmm. you're encountering mm-hmm. on the other side of the table. Yeah. Um, and it, this is not easy to do. This is an art form, but what you're doing in a conversation where someone's pissed off um, or it's contentious, is just seeking to see the feeling that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And if once you f- see what they're feeling, once you can figure name it out it. in your head, Again, yep. find a way to name it. Yep. And do that by saying it sounds like it feels like or it seems like. Right. And when you do that, what you're going to get is, man, it's, it, it sounds like you're, this has made you pretty darn angry. And, and you're here at a point where you're maybe thinking, I don't even know if I want to be a part of this anymore. Right. Um, they're going to go, well, well yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really angry about this. And right. you go, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, but right away, what you've done is you've given them a content, they're feeling all this. Mm-hmm. And what you've done now is you've given them a, a label and mm-hmm. a place to put this feeling. Mm-hmm. And then they can actually observe the feeling and then we can start to move through through the feeling so we can actually start to talk about the issues that are actually at play. Yeah. And I'm literally in here moving my hand because I'm like the cortisol levels, like we're up here and it does instantly kind of bring that down a little bit. All of the first 16, all of these nine are fundamentally hacks Mm -hmm. that are just ways to tweak our language or use certain phrases or words that again impacts people's physiology and yeah. you're either going to say something that adds more oh, fuel absolutely. to their fight and flight amygdala response right or you're going to say something there's no magic words that solve all your problems absolutely not but you're either adding or subtracting to the stress yep in every single one of these conversations and so the art of good communication at least as i'm working through it yeah because i certainly am not there yeah is the more I can shift from anything that makes it worse to something that slightly makes it better. Yeah. I produce better and better outcomes in my conversations. And again, I want to make this point. Hopefully I become a better and better listener right. and hopefully I become more empathetic to the other person's situation because I'm not trying to win this conversation. Right. I'm trying to create a winning outcome for all of all us. All of us. Win-win, so. win-win solutions. Um, yeah, so we hope we found this 25 Phrases Twin with series helpful. Um, use it, try it, deploy it, um, internalize it. Um, and again, it, it always is a work in progress. Yeah, hope you guys found that helpful and maybe we'll try uh, find 25 more and <laughs> yeah. get a follow-up. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.